Thank you for joining Paranormal XL for another episode. I am your host, Gigi, and with me until the end is Mary of Spiritual Voices. How was your week, Mama Mary? It was great. How about you? It was long, <laughs> filled with work and wedding stuff and learning new podcast stuff. Well, that's but, always fun. Yes. I am excited to see where this podcast is going to take us. So this week, it is going to take us to superstitions um, and where they started and that I'm going to edit. So let's talk paranormal. <laughs> what are some superstitions you believe in or have heard about? Well, I am not um, superstitious per se. I think my favorite thing, especially when I was doing my research, is the horseshoe. And I have a horseshoe above my door. It's always something that I felt that I should really do. I'm not really sure why, but when I started researching, I found it fascinating because it went back to a story about a blacksmith. And um, his name was Dustin. And then one day, a man with hoof feet came in and wanted a pair of, um, he wanted to be shooed with a pair of horseshoes. And he thought that request was weird. Well, in that this legend, <laughs> it ended up being the devil. And so what he did was he put on a pair of horseshoes that um, like would burn every time the devil walked. And then he made a deal with the devil that he would take them off as long as he promised that he would never step into a holy ground. And then that um, blacksmith later became a bishop. So I kind of found that an interesting type legend that that's why you put horseshoes above the door is because it represents that and it protects your home. And that's why like huh. back in medieval, medieval times you would see doors that were shaped like horseshoes because they yeah. carried that legend with them. Okay. And that's where the horseshoe legend came from. Well, what about horseshoes being related back to luck? Same thing. Like, um, so if you were going to protect your home with a horseshoe, above your door you would put the, the ends pointing up. So if okay. you want to bring in abundance and prosperity and luck, you point them down. And some um, people even put, a, put them together in a circle so yeah, that you get both or next to each other. Huh. I might have to get myself some horseshoes and redecorate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So we'll start it off with the meaning of superstition um, and what the dictionary says it is. It's excessively ridiculous. Okay. The meaning of superstition is excessively ridiculous belief and reverence for supernatural beings. Also, it is pejorative term for any belief or practice that is considered irrational or supernatural. For example, if it arises from ignorance or misunderstanding of science or casualty, a positive belief in fate or magic or fear of that which is unknown. That is what Wikipedia says in the Webster's Dictionary. Something I learned, too, that I found fascinating was a lot of the legends and the superstitions come back from just people developing little habits to make themselves feel better and more secure about what they're doing. Yeah. And so that's a lot of where a lot of them develop is to make themselves feel safer and they just carry on from generations. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said in episode one, <laughs> going back that we use superstitions way more than we ever think about, really. I mean, oh, yeah. day to day. with it's everything we do. You know, sort of like that saying where um, getting out on the wrong side of the bed came from. Oh, yeah. That, that's a cool story because... With that, it was because they used to fear that if you got off on the right side of the bed, you would you would be doomed or bring bad luck. So they always got out on the other side of the bed. So that's where that 
that saying came from is somebody was brought here having a bad day. Get up on the wrong side of the bed. Which, Man, I get asked that a lot. I was going to say, I too. <laughs> yeah, that happens all the time. Um, a superstition, or I guess myth that I've always liked, is, is a penny from heaven. If you find a penny wherever you are walking or whatever you're doing, it's someone from heaven saying hello. Um, I have a story with that. My son, a few years back, he was probably, I think he was in young fives. He came home and said that one of his classmates found a penny, but he got in an argument about it. And I was like, well, what for? And he's like, well, that was my penny. My Aunt Jane wanted to say hello to me, and that little girl would not give me <laughs> her penny. And I'm like, buddy, oh. And I was very heartwarming. Oh, so sweet. Did he manage to get his penny at all? No, he did it. But <laughs> for a while there, until he got a little older, he would go around lo- like looking for pennies. And Jane's all over the place. So <laughs> another uh, popular penny superstition is find a penny, pick it up. You, you'll have good luck all day. There's another one that kind of that that stemmed from see a pen, pick it up, and all day long you will have good luck. See a pen, let it lay, and luck will pass away. Um, in ancient societies, they thought certain metals such as copper were gifts from the gods and were meant to protect humanity. That's where the pennies came in because they are the only. Yeah, that makes total sense because um, you know, just like with the horseshoe thing, a lot of that the luck comes from the idea that it's made of iron. You know, mm-hmm. like the Greeks really believed the same thing, where mm-hmm. those metals brought good luck. Just like I think it was um, Thor with his hammer. Thor. Mm. Yeah, I know, right? Mm. <laughs> Everybody needs a Thor. Oh, I'm just going to pinch his nipples. <laughs> oh, Lord, this just got X-rated. This just got deep. <laughs> well, anyhow. <laughs> well, no, the, the, that, um, that story about the penny, though, I, I really feel that that's actually true because I experienced that myself. Like with my dad, I always feel like... Um, he always leaves dimes, and I know okay. he does. And I think spirit in general, when they want to relay messages, will leave um, you know pennies and dimes. And I remember coming; I was having a bad day, and I came into work, and um, I know this is like a, a spiritual thing, but it was really weird because there was a note sitting on my desk, and there was a dime sitting on it, and they said it said Mary, someone left this through, you know for you, and I'm like, I was ordering, so I was like, right. what? Oh, you woke what? up on the wrong side yeah, of the bed? I did. I did. And I was like, what the heck? Why would somebody... That's stupid. Why would they leave me a dime? And then I heard in my head, no, not the dime. Look at the time. And so that's what they say about pennies, too, is to turn it over and look at the date because the date will have a message for you. That's part oh. of the message. And so I I flipped it over, and um, it was the year that... Uh, like, my the happiest year when I was growing up before. You learn that life sucks. Oh. And... Um, yeah. And so I remember back of that, and I'd had a dream the night before of my old house when I was growing up, and like a lot of things clicked. So those are signs and messages. I totally believe that. Sometimes it maybe it's not a loved one, but it's from a guide or an angel. But some yeah, message definitely. message of some sort. Mm-hmm. Always. Always look at the date. Huh. I'll have to remember that and let Ethan know that. I just thought mm-hmm. that was such a cute story, but... I don't ever want him to fight in school over a penny, that's for sure, but it was so sweet. Well, the dream catcher, too, when we get into this a little bit more, I have okay. a great story for him about that dream catcher thing, when I oh, okay. research it some more, and why oh, everybody's sweet. so fascinating with it. Oh, there's, oh, there's some really, really pretty dream catchers out there. <laughs> All right, another popular one is black cats. This one's kind of fun, because I, 
I love animals. I'm not necessarily a cat person. I don't hate cats. But black kitties, I think, are extra special. They I think, are. Oh, little kitty, like kittens mm-hmm. oh, with their yes. green eyes. And they're like, meow, love me. Yeah. And then people just used to want to hurt them and exterminate them. I know. It's those darn witches. I'm telling you. <laughs> see, for me, though, when I see a black cat, I, I see it as good luck. And I'm hoping that it crosses my path. Because for me, I think it's going to bring me good luck. I think they're special. They are special. Um... But cats, they played all sorts of uh, mythological roles. Ancient Egypt, cats were revered. As we know in today's world, we love them as pets. More than 81 million kitties as pets. Imagine the ones that are like undocumented, running around there, getting your garbage. That's a lot. (laughs) Um, But this superstition arises from old beliefs in witches, of course. Mm -hmm. And we just love witches. (laughs) Um, witches and their families, um, which were said to take the form of domestic animals like cats. Um, in the Middle Ages, when people saw black cats, they thought of the devil, and they tried to get rid of all of them. Black cats, as we know, are no different from any other loving kitty, but at the time, they were associated with witchcraft. Uh, Europeans thought of black cats being a witch's familiar, which made it to America during the Salem witch trials, which we will get into that because that's, yeah, that's, that's where our story. story, our past life story kind of comes into play. Begins, Heck yeah. yeah. So I thought that that was kind of neat, but that's when that superstition really came to America because mm-hmm. it was over in you know Europe and Egypt and all that for centuries and centuries, but it came over with the Salem witch trials and that became like a huge thing where they just wanted to exterminate all the black kitties because they thought they were witches. Which is, you know, ridiculous now that we think about it, but back then they didn't know any better. Poor kitties. I know. They're like, we're just trying to be kitties and catch your mice, and here you are (laughs) thinking that we're witches. What's a witch? (laughs) Any other thoughts on that one? No. Black kitties? I just, like I said, they're, I see them as good luck. I know some people are like, oh no, across my path is going to be bad luck, but. Or people, you'll see people driving, and they'll see one, and they'll like speed up their car. Well, some people just do that. Yeah. Anyway, for any cat, but really with black cats, I'm like, that black kitty didn't do anything to you. <laughs> but um, next one on the agenda is the mirror. Breaking a mirror, seven years bad luck. Oh, I like this one. Do you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've broken lots. Yeah, lots and lots of mirrors. Yeah, um, me too. It's a good thing I'm not superstitious. I've had bad luck. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I am to a point just because, I don't know. It's fun, a comforting thing. Mm-hmm. Kind of goes back to the not having an answer for why something happened. And finding an answer for it. Yeah, even though it's utterly ridiculous, you know, Yeah. but well, it's an answer. The, the brain, too, will, will, will tend to um, <clears throat> remember the bad things versus the good. So sort of like that Friday the 13th thing. If, oh, if geez, something bad that happens to you on Friday the 13th, you're going to chuck it up to it was Friday the mm-hmm. 13th. But if the same thing happens the next day, it's just because it happened. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, just on that certain day. Um, so, the folklore on the breaking the mirror and getting seven years bad luck um, says a mirror is a sure way to get yourself seven years bad luck. The superstition came from the belief that mirrors don't just reflect, they hold bits of our souls. That belief led people back in the days of American South to cover all the mirrors in their homes when someone died, lest their soul be trapped inside. Um, the seven years bad luck came from seven being associated with good luck. People have tried to countermeasure this bad luck 
One way is to touch a piece of the broken mirror to a tombstone or grinding the mirror shards into powder, which is, I just thought was very odd. Um, ancient Romans believed that the mirrors contained bits of our souls, so breaking a mirror signified a break in someone's health and well-being. They also believed the souls regenerated every seven years. The amount of time the mirror break would be unlucky. After the seven years, they were to emerge new and whole again. That is That's fascinating, isn't it? the history behind it. Yeah, I... Yeah, I wouldn't have guessed that's where it came from, or, yeah, it, it was weird. Well, it just shows how, um, how different cultures develop it into their own thing, too. You, you know, you go way back, and they're, they have their own way of thinking with it, and then it carries on to, you know, the Deep South. Oh, right. Where they develop their own meaning to it, and it's yep. all fascinating. And I think, you know, it all, is. all of it holds a little bit of truth. In some shape or form. Every superstition yeah. or myth for me. Well, it had to start some somewhere. Kind of, yeah, it comes and from some kind of truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, the breaking of the mirror. Oh, such a scary thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about the knock on wood, which we are surrounded yeah. in. There we go. I love that one. And you're like, Oh, I didn't get hurt today, better knock on better wood. Knock on I wood. say I need to knock on wood all the time. <laughs> yeah, I think that is like one of the ones I use. Definitely the most. But that kind of goes, I don't know why knocking on wood wouldn't help the seven years bad luck, because this su- superstition is designed to ward off bad luck. Should we try to go break a mirror and knock on wood? Um, let's not. Let's <laughs> <laughs> not chances. <laughs> yeah, no chances. Um, like I just said, the superstition is designed to ward off bad luck after tempting fate. Uh, breaking that mirror didn't bring me bad luck so far, I better knock on wood. Why would? This may come from... Old myths about good spirits and trees, or from the association with the cross. There are like phrases in other languages suggesting that the desire not to upset a spiteful universe is common. And something to add with that is, um, like in Germany, mm-hmm. if you were going to meet uh, friends for a beer, and you walk into the bar, where we would normally just wave hi yeah. and greet them, they don't. You knock on wood. Because if you don't knock on the table when you walk up, it's a sign of disrespect and that you're wishing them ill will and that you're wishing them bad luck. And that stems mm. from, like, uh, they've always revered the trees and they always believed that the, the devil hated oak and that he could not reside in it. And so really? that's why they knock on wood is to ward off evil. Huh. So, so if, Yeah, if, if we did that to, here, people would look at us like we're ridiculous yeah. and we'd probably get kicked out of the bar. Just so you know, though, so if you go to Germany and we have a beer... <laughs> We're, we're gonna. Our asses are gonna be grass if we don't knock on the wood. <laughs> Start going knocking on every piece of wood. <laughs> this one is, Ash. I I've used this one since I was little. I we all do. Uh, oh yeah. Making the wish on the wishbone. Oh, yeah. You know any history on that? Actually, okay. I don't. No, really? I don't. I just know that I cheat by holding the top as much <laughs> as I can. And you're always trying to find the weakest person, like the littlest kid. Here, we'll do the wishbone yeah. with you. I, I win. Uh, yes. <laughs> um, the tradition of who wants the wishbone at the Thanksgiving dinner goes back a long way. Legend has it that first century Romans used to fight over dried wishbones. They believed they were good luck and would break them on accident. Which is, hmm. When that happened, they would say whoever had the biggest piece gets their wish. Bird bones have also... Um, been used throughout history when have also been used throughout history with a supposed soothsayer throwing the bones and reading their patterns to predict the future. Oh yeah, yep. I see. I have seen readers who do this now. Okay. Yep. See, when I picture like somebody, I guess throwing bones, I I think back of like um, 
Native Americans. Now, mm-hmm. now is that an Indian thing? And it could be, yeah. Tribal? I think, um, yep, the voodoo type things. And uh, it's just a different way of reading. It, it's kind of sort of like reading um, tea leaves. You put your leaves in the tea, you drink the tea, and you let it, you know, fall on the bottom, and you look at it and see what's huh. there. All right. What kind of comes to mind, almost like looking at the clouds and seeing animals in the clouds. Right. It's kind of the same thing, just a different concept. Huh. Strange. I thought that was weird that people would fight over big bones and want to break them. I thought <laughs> I had more on that, but apparently I didn't. But it was interesting that people, you know, the history behind it. But what about the crossing your fingers? I've done this ever since I was I little, know. too. When I was looking up that, too, and from what I saw, that it comes from like a Christian thing where um, almost it was like a secret handshake way back when, when Christians were being persecuted as to know that another, you know, you were a Christian and the other person was a Christian, but without saying it out loud. Yeah. Yep. That's that's part of what I heard, but I think there's a lot more to that. There's a little bit from the research that I did. Um, it's Speaking of all this luck, this one goes back to early Christianity. The story says that two people used to cross index fingers when making a wish, a symbol of support from a friend to the person making the wish. Oh, that's that's, fascinating, yeah. yeah. Um, Anything associated with the shape of the Christian cross was thought to be good luck, which makes sense Mm because it was in the past. The tradition became something people could do on their own, and nowadays just saying fingers crossed is good enough. I don't think it's good enough. I don't buy that. I want to see your fingers crossed. Or a pinky swear. That's right. You better be getting it, it out there. That's what I was going with that. The pinky swear. My kids and I, we pinky swear all the time. Not with that one. <laughs> or we say pinky square because when Ethan was little, he just called it square. And we never, you want pinky square, Mom? Yep, we're going to pinky yep. square. So we're that's do, our promise Well, sort of just like the thing when you're um going across the railroad tracks. And you're riding oh, yeah. on a bus and you put, your, you put your fingers crossed up on the... Whatever that would be the screws. Yeah. So yes. the bus will yes, fall apart. Yeah. Or when you go by a, a cemetery and you cross your fingers. <sighs> Cemeteries. There is. We got to go to some that are over by my house because yeah. there are some really old ones. Oh. And just, they I look really cemeteries. creepy. Oh, because, you know, that that's what we're kind of brought up to think that they look creepy. But I think it would be like so interesting. Let's we get... also have to go up to Brimley because they have a, they have, um, a Native American cemetery there. Oh, okay. But they also have like. A very, very old cemetery. And well, it's like lots of activity yes. in that cemetery. Oh, that that would be cool. Um, I stopped by where Grandpa and Grandma mm-hmm. are buried when I went to visit Stephanie last weekend. And stop by and say hello, hello. And, um, and I always like it there because that's like an old farm cemetery. It and it's so neat. And like when you get up like where the church is or whatever, when I drive out, I always go real slow and I try to look. But some of them are just so old, they're falling oh, apart yeah. and stuff, and that kind of makes me sad, but it's so neat to know that, wow, that's been there, like, this long, I Well, think. just down the road, the too, is um, a Quaker cemetery. You wouldn't really? Know, yeah, down, I think it's on um, on Guy Road, and you wouldn't know it's there, because it's just, it looks like an old dirt path that goes way up the hill. You, If you didn't know it was there, you wouldn't think that it was. But that's a, that is an amazing, it has a good feel to it when you walk into it. Huh. It's very old. It's just, it's awesome. Yeah, we'll have to take a cemetery day and oh yeah, yeah, go on some visits. Yay! Your dad's always rolling his eyes at me. I'm like, "There's a cemetery. Let's go." He's like, "Oh gosh." <laughs> He's good enough to just do it. I know. <laughs> he just what puts a good up man. with it. Poor that, guy. That is funny. 
this one I know that we talked about throughout the week, the umbrellas, no umbrellas inside or putting them up inside. Mm-hmm. What, what, what are your thoughts on that one? Well, you know, actually you know more about that than I do. I know that it comes, you know, stems from the Egyptians mm-hmm. and the way they do things. What was your favorite part about it? Uh, royalty. Because oh, yeah. I'm a princess. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, well, obviously, it brings bad luck. Legends around... It brings bad luck, as we all know, or so they say. Legends abound from a story of an ancient Roman woman who happened to have opened her umbrella moments before her house collapsed to the tale of a British princess who accepted two umbrellas from a visiting king and died within months. Egyptians believed umbrellas were royal and the shade they gave off was sacred. To open inside was an insult to the god of, of the sun. I could definitely see that, yeah. Yeah, I, I like that one better. There's actually a couple other um, stories that they say, like the woman just, she opened it and then something bad happened to her afterwards. And that's yeah, I like kinda, the idea of honoring something, honoring a god and cherishing yeah, something. Yeah, I, I like, yeah the god of the sun thing mm-hmm. better than I like, well, okay, this woman opened it up and bad things happened to her and afterwards. I believe that would be um, Ra, the sun god, if I remember correctly. That was their um, sun god. Hmm. What, and it made sense. Uh, it also told what they would make their umbrellas out of, which was like peacock feathers and stuff, which really? I would love to see one of those. I bet it is so pretty, not like our plastic umbrellas now. Where yeah, that would be cool to see. We don't open them up inside because it's dangerous and probably hmm. somebody's going to get poked in the eye or whatever. That old saying, <laughs> you're going you're gonna to poke somebody's eye out. Exactly. Um, okay, everybody's familiar with this one, Friday the 13th. This one we could talk about for a while. I found it very interesting how they put the Friday and the 13th together, um, two completely different things. Well, yeah. Which was odd. Mm-hmm. And I never... I don't know, maybe because Friday would be the day that most people would get in trouble because it's the weekend and the 13th makes it worse. Who knows? (laughs) Right? Well, yeah, 13's just a bad number and the reasons that they say are odd. Um, So my research took me into finding all this out. So the Friday the 13th superstition dates back to the late 1800s, which really isn't that far considering where some of these have came, you know, Mm-hmm. Ancient yeah. Roman, like, yeah. like way, way back. Um, Friday has long been considered an unlucky day according to Christian tradition. Jesus died on a Friday. Mm-hmm. So, okay, that makes sense. Um, and the number 13 is just unlucky. It's unlucky due to Judas, the man who betrayed Jesus. He was the 13th guest to arrive at the Last Supper in, in the New Testament for the Bible. Also the one that spilt the salt, hence the salt over the shoulder. Well, thing. that would explain, too, why, you know, they consider it if you... Um, invite 13 guests to a dinner that 13 guest is going to have bad luck yes so i bet that's where that comes from then and then also a 13th guest was loki uh oh. thor's brother right yeah 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 i just like thor i don't um oh, yeah. well we won't talk about that, that again <laughs> as we know Lo- loki <laughs> he was what i don't want to say the god of trouble but uh what's the word i'm looking for mayhem yeah yeah god of mayhem um in north Norris mythology. Um, he also arrived number thirteen at an elegant dinner party and tricked another guest. Oh, the trickster, that's what there they call go. them. Um, he arrived thirteen at an elegant dinner party and tricked another guest into shooting the god of joy with an arrow. Oh, that's that's sad. Damn it, Loki. 
Took the joy right out of that dinner. Yeah, he did. <laughs> but he was also the thirteenth guest, so I don't, I don't know if there's other. If they just went with okay, they're the thirteenth guest, and we're just gonna make thirteen bad. But I, I think it's kind of neat how that played out, I suppose. But mm-hmm. um, I do have some side notes to Friday the thirteenth. Um, <clears throat> according to the Stress Management Center and Phobia Institute in North Carolina, about 17 million people fear Friday the 13th. People fall prey to the human's mind desire to associate thought and symbols with events. Um, if, any, if anything bad happens to you on Friday the 13th, the two will forever be associated in your mind, which you said. Yeah. Um, this came quoted from uh, Thomas Gilovich, a psychologist at Cornell University, um, and then all those uneventful days after that will just be ignored. Mm-hmm. Like the same thing could happen the Wednesday following that Friday, but you're not going to think you're just, okay, I just had difference. a bad day. Yeah. 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 I just woke up on the wrong side of the bed. But you have to associate it back with Friday the 13th and oh, it's just bad. You got anything? Oh. <laughs> well, I wanted to share a couple of my favorite ones. One that I thought was, I don't know, I thought it was kind of funny is um, in Nigeria. They believe that if you were to hit a man with a broom, it mm-hmm. would um, <laughs> I'm listening. It would make him <laughs> impotent, or maybe even his male parts disappear. So what you're saying is, we go after our exes and beat them with brooms. Yeah. And then we ride off on them. But we also run because they oh. also believe that if they were able to get the broom away from you, and hit you five times, then they would get their private parts back. Well, I, yeah, I don't think they'd be hitting bad. You make sure you just hit him hard enough. He's not going to get that broom out of your hands. In Japan, they, you know, numbers are everything. And I truly believe that, like, pay attention to numbers because it's a way of seeing signs and symbols and figuring things out and receiving messages. But, like, Japan, they're really big on that, the number eight. And it's because they, huh. um, the number eight sounds close to their word for prosperity. Okay. So I think, um, Back at the Olympics of 2018, if you look up, look that up, all their dates were eights. Really? It started at 8 o'clock. It was on the 8th. It, it, was, it was kind of fascinating how some people will take as much as they can and put it in one thing to make, create that good luck. You know, okay, like the lucky, yeah. the lucky rabbit. Maybe somebody has a horseshoe oh, and the rabbit's foot and all that the, stuff in their oh, purse. I had the story of the rabbit's foot. I, I don't know why I didn't put it in, in this for this episode trying to remember it was kind of kind of fascinating yeah yeah it has kind of creeped me out that you were carrying around a rabbit's foot yeah slightly a little bit but you know hey whatever it takes to bring luck yeah to each their own i guess and um this is what i want to share with ethan this is what i find really fascinating about dream catchers i've always loved dream catchers i've always really connected with you know the native american ways i've always researched it but i never really I don't know why. I don't know why, but I never really looked into the purpose of a dream catcher other than just catching bad dreams. That's what I thought you did with it. You put it by yeah. your bed, and um, you it caught your bad dreams. I had filtered well, them out. The legend goes back, especially with the Navajo legend, that um, they had the spider grandmother. She was the creator of all kind, and she was a protector, especially of young kids. So, in order to get her to come through, you would create this circle. And you would create inside of it a spider web. That was her portal. And so okay. if you hung that beside your children's beds, she would come through and she would protect them. She would protect okay. them from bad dreams and demons. Because like the Native Americans believed that if um, 
if you fell sick or your child fell sick, that was because there was spirit around that was harming it. Okay. They were causing that, not just disease or just a sickness in general, but they firmly believed that it was a spirit causing the pain. And so they believed that they put up, that they made these and they blessed them and they put their magic into them and they hung them by the beds that she would come through that portal and protect their children. Okay. Isn't that fascinating? That is fascinating. I did. I found that, I found that really cool that, um, that there's so much more to that dream catcher than just catching the bad dreams. The dreams. There's a deeper it's, meaning to yeah. them. Huh. That they worshipped her. They, I found it fascinating that they thought that their creator was a woman. I'm just saying. <laughs> that's, I, that's a story true. in itself right there. Oh, for sure. But the, the idea of, once again, creating something because you have a fear to bring you luck. To make you feel secure. Right. So they created their own superstition with that by, you know, a, a fear based, but they found a positivity positivity from that. Right, right. Fear-based. How to turn it around so yeah. they didn't have to live in fear per se. Huh, that is interesting. And um, something else I didn't know because I'm all about you know I like to carry my crystals and I like to you know I always carry my pockets and I'm always big on cleansing them. Mm-hmm. But you, you're supposed to cleanse your dream catchers also. Every once in a while, huh. I'll take them out, put them out in the sun to cleanse them and charge them. Interesting. I didn't know that either. So, if all of y'all out there like carry crystals and you like to cleanse stuff, go cleanse your dream catchers too. Huh. Yeah. That is interesting. I don't carry anything like that because I forget everything. I lose everything. Well, that's why I put them in my bra. <laughs> <laughs> think about that but <laughs> when, we were, when we were moving uh i was going through and i was just stuffing stuff in my bra like i wanted to keep it and then i forgot all about it until that night and then you go and to... i took my bra off and i'm like everything uh, falls and clatters on the floor i'm like yeah all right there's a lot in there i'm glad i kept it it's like your own personal fanny pack that's funny all this is padding so i can't i really don't have any place to put anything um the one about the sneezing the sneezing thing the superstition on sneezing, or, or what, is, where the bless you came from. That is one of my favorites. I remember um, when I was studying paganism when I was a teenager, my favorite story out of that book was the pagans thought that when somebody sneezed, that they would lose their soul. So they would say, bless you. And they thought they were saving their soul by saying, bless you. A lot of people think that comes from Christianity, and I think you know it does stem from that, but... It, it really bred from the pagans believing that you're going to lose your soul. Right. And they were blessing you to save it. Oh, I sneeze super loud. Like, you wouldn't believe that it came out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so I may not have a soul. Oh, gosh. Oh, well, chill. we'll have to get it back. I was like, some people, they skip right over the bless you, and they're like, Are you what right? the hell was that? <laughs> like, get yourself under control. And I'm like, dying because it hurts so bad. <laughs> and so I'm always, you know, saying bless you. I just saved your soul. Oh, it, it, they also believe that with yawning, too. It, your soul was escaping with the oh, yawning. Yeah, I've heard a little bit about that. Something that I learned, or ancient Romans and Greeks, anyway. Yeah. Just like um, in Asia, I'm trying to remember if it was Asia. Korea, they, um, they are afraid of the number four. Maybe it's, maybe it's China. It's one of those, but I definitely know it's in Asia, but they are afraid of the number four. They find it evil. So you will not you will not go anywhere and find like the fourth floor. 
So, like, th- there's no 13th floors anywhere. They skip over it or they yeah. use it, like, businesses will use it for, um, like, like the cleaning crew and stuff like that. Sorry, go ahead. Well, they don't <laughs> even use, like, when you're counting numbers, uh-huh. they skip, skip over, over the 40s. Oh, hell no. No, yeah. I need to, no, I need to ease my way into 50. I can tell you that. I'm going to need my <laughs> 40s. <laughs> but right down to, like, parking spots, and they believe that if, um, you, if you give them something that has the number four on it, you're trying to curse them. Like 666 here in America. Yeah. Yeah. Or, I don't know if that's just here in America. I did read a little stuff about that, but that is crazy, man. I don't like reading about it because it's just, it's too negative for my liking. Yeah. <laughs> well, then you get some, some cultures that say it's 777 that's the true evil number. And I think it's no. just a number, you know. They would not put that on slot machines at the casino. That's what I'm Lucky saying. Lucky 7, 777. I've, I've always liked 7. I don't know why. It's easy to write. <laughs> It's but twenty one is my favorite number, which is a multiple of seven. <laughs> but um, also too that I liked was um in China, if you're at a funeral, they like to tuck, they want you to tuck your thumbs under your palms, because they believe that if there's evil spirit there at the funeral, that they will get under your fingernails, and go home with you, and just your cur- thumbnail. Yeah, yeah, right underneath your thumbs. They like to get, like want you to tuck everything over, and hide your thumb, so they so spirits can't get into your, your nails. So just everybody looks angry at a funeral. Yeah. Like ah. <laughs> but I thought that was fascinating too. It just it's I kind guess. of amazing, the little traditions. And I I get it. I I think we all have little things that maybe aren't necessarily huge superstitions, but there's little things that we do, in Every a routine uh-huh. to make us feel better. Yes. Yes. Well, just like we... there's um. There's one tradition where, I, I think this is Korea, where if you are, you are buying a new home and you're entering that new home, you have to enter that home the first time with your right foot. I've, I've heard that before. That's your best yeah. foot forward. But if you step into the bathroom, you need to do so with your left foot. That's weird. Why? That I'm not sure. I think it's just for good luck and fortune, your best foot forward for that door. That's interesting. It is interesting. <laughs> Like left foot in the bathroom. Hmm. It is. It's kind of fascinating how you know where people come through. You know, every single culture. It's so amazing people's different takes and their ideas and where it comes from. I think um, we should all take the time to get to know other cultures. Oh yeah, yeah, it's, for sure. That's kind of like well, what what we're doing with this paranormal thing, looking at things through different eyes per yeah, se. Yeah. In in. Not necessarily believing all of it, but but looking into it. Yeah, taking it into account. Yeah, I find it interesting. I'm going to look into things that I find interesting. Well, one of my biggest beliefs is that, you know, in the end, it doesn't really matter what path you're walking on. It all leads to the same end. It's about your journey and what you learn and what you embrace and what you encourage other people to embrace and accept. Yeah. You know, just just be a decent human being. Love and light people. It's not too hard. It's really not that hard. It's more rewarding than what you think. If you need to be selfish about it, I don't care. Do it for selfish reasons. But if mm-hmm. you're doing somebody else good, but you're only doing it because it makes you feel good, I don't care. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, that might be bad to say. Feeding, but feeding somebody else's soul feeds your soul, and it helps you grow. And mm-hmm. I think um, even even thinking about doing good things for people, even if you don't carry it out or have a chance to, even thinking about doing good things for people raises your vibration and brings positivity to your energy because you're putting out good thoughts there. It right. feels good. 
Hmm. Yeah, just just be good people. That's right. <laughs> so this will probably wrap up episode two. It was kind of a shorter episode, but we will come back nice and strong. And, you know, bear with us for these few... The first few times? Yes. Wow. Thank you. Yes. Clean out the rags, so to speak. Yes, yes. Please bear with us through that time. Um, I said we're new to this whole podcast thing, and I'm so computer illiterate. It is ridiculous, and I'm finding that out. Well, we're going to have so many great things coming. It's it's so... I literally spent all week thinking about this and being excited about it. Oh, me too. Like, I can't sleep, and I get up at 4 a.m. for work every morning, and I'm like, Sarah, you need... Get some sleep. Sleep, yeah. What are you doing? And I, I just can't help but think about all this cool stuff and that we want to add to the podcast and share with you guys um we will let mary read a passage from her book before we sign off all right today is friday april 12th something to meditate on today's energy will test your character it's time to decide where you stand especially with your own personal power and as much of it that you give away to others where do you direct your energy and where do you direct your will your destiny is about to unfold What divine truth presides within you? Have high hopes for your future and know that your guides and angels have only your highest interest at heart. You are going to discover new relationships with people that you have spent many past lives with and bonds are going to form very quickly. Everything is beginning to fall magically into place. This energy is going to drive your emotions to start flowing in every way. This is a great time to use your meditation to touch base with how you are feeling and to gather your emotions together. Ask your guides to assist you in discovering the answers that your soul is seeking. Where do you stand within your own power and within your own truth? What is your purpose? What is the meaning of life? And what is the path that you are supposed to be taking? You are being led to your spiritual truth and your angels are waiting in the wings to guide you. All of your questions are now going to be solved. And all your spiritual solutions are now yours. Each day you get closer and closer to the truth of the divine. A spiritual journey is never ending. It's a never ending story. It's time to ask yourself if your soul is ready to fly. The spirit in me salutes the spirit in you. Mary. Good job, Mama Mary. Thank you. Um, one more thing <clears throat> before we sign off. Um, today, April 12th, would have been my Aunt Jane's birthday. So happy birthday birthday oh. up above to my aunt jane that's what i was doing in the car i was putting it on facebook <laughs> but anyway um remember don't yuck someone else's yum ever <laughs> um if you would like to write in with your own stories questions or if you have comments um email us at paranormalxl at writeme.com or find us on facebook on our paranormal xl page